Hey guys, you're listening to Leaving a Legacy. You don't have to scoop to anyone. Right. Even it, your mom, you know, when she's <laughs> in the top eight, then you're going to hop around, man. So we're going... <laughs> we moved into the balls D portion of the <laughs> There's some things you just can't buy in Vermont. Like, like Mex- Mexican America. food, you can't buy Mexican food. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. This is episode number 58. I am one of your co-hosts today. My name is Patrick. With me on the call is Adrian. What's up, man? What's going on, Pat? Uh, no, no, Jerry today. Looks like we're missing out on him. How you doing, you Lega Psycho? <laughs> doing all right. I feel like I haven't <laughs> played a lot of Legacy lately, but uh, doing pretty good, man. How are you? You feel like you haven't played a lot of Legacy? Yeah, I haven't. I haven't played probably in uh, like four weeks, maybe. Well, you know what the cool thing is? The cards rotate. Yeah, the cards didn't rotate. Yep. Yeah. Look at that! Look at that! None of my cards are worthless. That's great. No, no. Well, maybe that Delver of Secrets, but aside from <laughs> well, that, they're all doing all right. Yeah. Well, I finally threw together Grixis, so that is all set, sleeved up, and ready to go for this weekend. I'm pretty excited. Oh, you're gonna play this weekend? Uh, I'm gonna try to play. Um, I think uh, Gaming Etc has a. Uh, you can say etc. Uh, I like ETC. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> they have a uh, an IQ this weekend um, on yeah, Saturday. Like a, so yeah, gonna, Legacy 5K. Yeah, so I'm going to try to hit that up. And uh, I may try to go to their F&M on Friday night as well, try to do like a doubleheader. Mm-hmm. We'll see if my work schedule pans out, you know. Hmm. But uh, what have you been up to, man? Why, why, no, why wouldn't you be like, okay, do you normally work Friday nights? No, but I I it, it's a, I usually work uh, Friday mornings. And since I, you know... Since I'm up at 4 a.m., um, it's tough to, A, get a sitter to watch the boys for me at night, you know, basically from, like, you know, it takes me about an hour to get up to Acton, so it's tough to get kids, a... you got to teach the boys how to play Legacy. I mean, you know, Liam's Liam's almost four, so he's definitely able to play Standard. Maybe another year or two till he can play Legacy. Why is that? <laughs> uh, it's a little more complicated with format, Adrian. It depends what he plays. <laughs> he's going to play, <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna play, like, Reanimator. That's all right. Feel. That little kid did it. That was shit was awesome. <laughs> that little kid was cute playing reanimator. Oh man. So what about you, man? What have you been up to? Uh, actually, last week I ended up going up to gaming, etc. Oh, I, how was that? It, like uh, <laughs> you're speechless. Uh, I can tell. I know. <laughs> Jerry said a lot of good things about that store. I want. I'm interested in what you thought about it. Yeah, Jerry wasn't there. It was. He wasn't there. <laughs> no. No, and uh, I mean, no excuse. He's close. He's closer to that place than I am. And yeah. we're both closer to that to that place than Celso was, and Celso made it up there. So, uh, but it was it was actually it was pretty cool. I, um, nice. I ended up I get I got out of work. I ended up picking up Kyle, and then uh, we took a ride up there. I was I was trying to see if I could meet up with Celso too, and just like all carpool up there. And mm-hmm. uh, Celso ended up on his own time frame, but still made it up. Uh, whereas Jerry on any time frame did not make it over. <laughs> But it was, uh, it was actually, it was actually interesting. And you know, um, Celso loaned me a deck, cause I still did, I still don't have Merfolk altogether. Um, I did pick up a couple other cards that I needed for Merfolk while I was up there. Um, their prices were average. I mean, yeah. they, they were, yeah, there wasn't, uh, it wasn't like stellar deals, but the place was, um, I mean, dude, they had like, all sorts of sealed product. Oh my god. They had, really? yeah, yeah, they just had tons of sealed product. And then they had a lot of singles. Um, you know, they had Force of Wills and Wastelands. I ended up picking up True Name, the last copies of True Name Nemesis that I needed. And, yep. uh, and the Meat Vaults. And oh, I, cool. Yeah, so I picked up the Meat Vaults. So the only things I'm actually looking for at the moment is still, I still need to pick up four Wastelands and three Force of Wills. Right. Uh, but in the meantime, Celso loaned me Tess. Now, oh, nice. Do you know what Tess is? Yeah, Epic Storm, right? Yeah. And um, and the the way I always look at the difference, like the, there's Tess and there's Ant. Mm-hmm. And to me, the difference is really Tess will play usually Rite of Flame and Burning Wish. Right. And uh, th- so it was four rounds, and round one... I had Tess sleeved up, and I played against... So round one, I sat down, and I played against my opponent. His name was uh, Will. 
Really, mm-hmm. really cool guy, and I recognize him from playing the different places anyway. And uh, round one, we sat down to play each other, and somehow quickly I acknowledged he was on Ant. <laughs> so it was like the Ant Mirror match. <laughs> no, 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 Tess, not Ant okay. Mirror. Okay. So it, oh, yeah. right, right, yeah, you were on Tess. That's yeah, right. so there is a difference. Um, and you know, we went a few turns. Um, now you said Tess generally gets out a little bit faster than Ant, right? Tess will go off faster than Ant. Ant has more hand disruption. Okay. On average, uh, Ant, like one of the differences in the rituals is Tess will play Rite of Flame and Ant will play Cabal Ritual. Mm-hmm. So Cabal Ritual's got threshold. If, right. If you if it resolves in the seven cards in your grave, you get five mana instead of three. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all still black. And we we had this really interesting game one where. You know, we're both building up a combo, and he finally casts Ad Nauseam, um, and gets himself into a position where, yeah, I think he, he must have been at, no, 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 that was game two. Whatever, whatever the hell it was, I ended up comboing out first, game one, mm-hmm. and, um, and beat him. And then game two, we had this, it, it was just an awesome round one, it was just funny, it was like a storm era round one, and, um, game two, he cast ad nauseum, brought himself down to two life, but couldn't finish out a combo. Oh. And then on my turn, I cast ad nauseum, I stormed up a whole lot, I got myself down to three life, and the only thing I could do was cast a whole bunch of, and empty the warrens. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't, like, get to tendrils in for two. Oh, no. I'm like, alright, well, there's a whole lot of stuff, uh, on the board, <laughs> if, if, and he's got past and flames in his graveyard. Yep. So all he has to do is like cast past in flames and start storming up and kill me because I'm at three, you know. And like, <laughs> but he he got himself into a position. Now there's this uh, infernal tutor. Do you know what that yep. is? Uh, I uh, I I know, it, but I don't know the whole card. So, so it's, like, a, it's a black and a colorless. Now it, it's not demonic tutor, but it's pretty damn close. If you cast infernal tutor, you reveal a card in your hand. You can go through your deck and get a card with the same name and put it in your hand. Okay. Um. If you have no cards in your hand, you can search your deck for any card and put it into your hand. Gotcha. So usually with like Ant or Tess, if you cast Infernal Tutor, usually crack Lion's Eye Diamond with it on the stack to get mana and have no cards in hand. So when it resolves, you can get any card in your deck and just cast it. Okay. Now, uh, he ended up with two Infernal Tutors in his hand with a Gataxian Probe. And he was only at two life, so he couldn't cast the Gataxian Probe to get it out of his hand. Right. And he just couldn't, he, he was in this like really stuck position. Oh it, man. Yeah, it was just, it was a really cool round one. Um, and a really, really cool guy to play with. And then, and then I ended up playing with somebody who had traveled down from Maine, um, Devin. And Devin was playing elves. And it was really, like, elf decks, usually storm decks will just, roll over an elf deck. They don't have much to stop it. They have to rely on their hand disruption after sideboard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't able to build up anything. I, I like, Gataxian probed, and I saw two crater, grif- two crater hoof behemoths and a natural order. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that's mm. kind of awkward. Like, this is really, <laughs> what else would you natural order in the deck now? Um, but didn't seem to phase Devin at all. And, uh, they ended up killing me. Um, pretty handily. Got my life total down before I could actually use it as a resource. Uh, game two, you know, I, I, I built up a storm a little bit. I cast Burning Wish, went to the sideboard, grabbed Massacre, and, <laughs> and just sat there for a minute, and they scooped. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so then game three, I just stormed out, and they're like, oh my god, I didn't even realize you were on storm. Like, because they scooped when I just Burning Wish for Massacre. Oh, sure, yeah. So they didn't acknowledge it was storm until game three when I just uh, stormed out. <laughs> and then round three, I played against, like, uh, the worst deck I could have played against. Almost! Almost the worst deck I could have played against. Um, once upon a time, I was playing at SCG, and I was playing Tinfins, and I played against this deck that was really awkward, and we've talked about it a few times, and mm-hmm. uh, the guy's still playing it. <laughs> uh, I sat down to play against him, and it was like... I think I get taxi and probed him and I saw like Blood Moon, Magus of the Moon, Chalice of the Void. I'm like, oh Jesus. Like it's oh. This, yeah, it was the same deck. It's it's like a mod catcher deck. Yeah. Which lets him really pull out a goblin setter settler, blow up a land. So it's just a deck for a goblin, it's all just utility goblins. It's like Kiki Jiki, um 
it's a really it's like Goblin Stompy, but it's it's uh it's a cool deck, but it's not a cool deck against the Storm deck. Like you know, <laughs> I I need a turn one kill because he's gonna go turn one Chalice at zero. <laughs> like it's, it's that's really hard to come back from, um, yeah. especially when it's followed with a Trinisphere and then a Blood Moon just makes everything red. <laughs> so I can cast my Rite of Flame and get a Burning Wish, but then I acknowledge that there's no Meltdown in the sideboard, and I'm like, oh, oh man, so he. He killed me. Uh, without much challenge. Um, game two, I had a multi five, and then I faced a double Trinisphere. <laughs> like just, yep. It was, it was really, really bad. Uh, and then round four, I ended up playing against Merfolk. And, you know, when you, when you're playing like a smaller event, people acknowledge what you're playing, but like right. by the time you get to the end of the tournament. Yeah, yeah. So I'm playing against Merfolk. Uh, he wins the die roll, turn one chalice at zero. Because he knows exactly what you're on. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, that that happens. <laughs> so, yep. And then uh, game two, I ended up storming out and beating him, and then he beat me game three. So I ended up going two and two with uh, Tess. And it was it was cool. It was fun. I got a few more pieces together for Merfolk. And that's uh, that's what I ended up doing. I ended up making it up there to a Friday night. And it's nice. actually, this, yeah, the store's got a lot of size. It's got a lot of, um, a lot of sealed product. And I knew that they were doing... Uh, and actually, I also finally, uh, the, the collection I sold was finally paid in full, which was Oh, cool. okay. Yeah, so that was... Uh, what was the uh, what was the door prize for the duel? I think it was a Savannah. I don't know. The guy a couple seats down ended up winning it. I figured, cool. I, I, yeah, I didn't really pay too much attention to what they were doing for a duel. I just wanted to, I just wanted to go up there, play some Legacy, hang out with, yeah. you know, I, I got to see, I got to see Jim, I got to see Ian. Um, yeah, there were a lot of the guys that were up there. And then, and of course, Celso came up. It was a little late. By the time it got done, I was hoping we could go get something to eat, but, but everybody else had, uh, I guess bedtime in mind. <laughs> yeah, that does happen. Yeah, and uh, then I just been since the move, I got everything out of the old place and all into the new place, so it's been piled up. And me and Leader have been kind of cleaning up, and I just keep putting all my garbage at my computer. I'm like, ah, screw it, I'll clean it all up when I'm podcasting. <laughs> so I'm like hit, hidden behind this pack rat wall. So you're living like Oscar the Grouch right now, basically. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. You know, and, and and I'm like, we're trying to put things away. We're trying to put things away. We're trying to clean them up. We're put, trying to, you know, put things where they belong. And then I've got, like, boxes upon boxes upon boxes of commons for you. And I'm like, nice. yeah, these got to go someplace. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I have, I I have money for you, too. From the, I, the last time I went there, with, oh, like, a bunch of, bunch of, like, probably like 8,000 commons and uncommons. Oh, so yeah. I have that for you, too. No, maybe not 8,000. Maybe it was, like, 6,000. But I got some dough for you, yeah. Well, how, how much so far? 40 bucks. Okay, so then, uh, all right, and this is all... For the St. Jude Children's Hospital. It is, yep. And then uh, I did get, I got a couple emails the other day. I know we were talking about one a little bit, but then there was a, there was a couple. I, I <laughs> so I also closed out the PO box. <laughs> oh, you did? Because <laughs> yeah, I'm in a different town. I'm like, fuck it, I'll just open a PO yeah, box makes over sense. in this town. And then I got a uh, an email, like like I swear, man, a half hour after I closed the PO box, I got an email that says, "Hey guys, I sent you a couple of cards that should have oh, run this week." <laughs> like, sorry, I forgot to translate the card's name. Searching them by artist should be fast enough. I don't want, uh, I don't want to be included in the lucky draw. Yeah, because yeah, Jerry's got their packer revised. Uh, oh yeah. As in case I won, shipping expenses would be too high. Instead, uh, if I get to win. Just playing Limp Biscuit's cover of Faith or, Van- or Vanilla Ice's cover of Ice Ice Baby at the end of the podcast would be fun. I like it. Yeah, I, like it. Yeah, I know. I was I was thinking, I'm like, actually, that would have been fucking kind of cute. I was thinking about seeing what Medina's been up to, too, and seeing if he's uh, interested in giving everybody an update on how he's been. Yeah. I was th- And I was thinking about it, too, because I knew Jerry wasn't going to be on. I'm like, well, if I can get three dads to record together, that'd be kind of cute. <laughs> Since all the dad jokes last week. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I was listening to the episode the other day, and, uh, I still thought the, uh, the dog joke was pretty funny, man. I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so yeah, so there was, there was, uh, Marius. Man, now that he's mentioning shipping's expense, I'm really kind of curious where he sent them from. Um, also, let's see, that's one from Pat. Oh, yeah, so then the other, and then there was another email that, um, Jerry was talking about. 
Oh. Uh, maybe we'll hold off a little bit just in case Jerry pops in too. Because okay. this is, uh, Jason sent in his list of reliquary, the reliquary retreat. Oh, cool. So, uh, I'd be curious to see what Jerry, what Jerry's impression is because I'm not, I haven't played with reliquary. Right. Uh, no, retreat to Coral Helm. So I wouldn't have, uh, of course, as much insight as Jerry would. But yeah, so that's, that's been freaking that story, man. Have you seen, since we're kind of, uh, meandering around the subject of magic, have you seen the spoilers, <laughs> well, the quote unquote spoilers from the new, uh, Oath of the Gatewatch? I did see, uh, I saw the, the, and I, I just gotta say supposed because I actually haven't looked up any confirmed spoilers on anything. Yeah. But I did see the basic land wastes. Yeah, so, <clears throat> What I've heard um, from one of the major websites for Magic Spoiler was that they got confirmation from a very reputable source that these are real. So I'm just I'm still going on the basis that these are fake. Um, I'm going to assume that until I hear from Watsy and not you know oh my good buddy's brother's friend said that they're real. You know like well, but uh, the it, it, it's they're pretty interesting. Um, I don't think they're going to have any you know like. So basically, there's going. It looks like there's going to be a new basic land called a waste, which actually has me hopeful that they reprint wasteland. <laughs> well, there it is. There's your wasteland. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, but it looks like it, it doesn't tap for a. It taps for a colorless mana, not like, and it's it's not a, not a regular colorless <laughs> mana. It's just well, I guess it it taps for a strictly colorless mana. Like right now, like if you have a basic plains card or a basic forest card it taps for green and you could pay either one generic mana or you could use that green to pay for a single green mana i got a question but, for you sure okay so if it's a forest it taps for what color it taps for green all right mountain red island blue right right so is it that tricky to see this is tapping for gold uh, <laughs> like, make, so you're saying like make it a well. Here's and here's the difference, right? So like some some lands tap for a colorless. Some lands, yeah. you know what I mean? Like so, like uh, for instance, uh, the pain lands. All the pain lands, like you know, will tap for a red or blue and deal you one damage, or a colorless and deal you no damage. Uh-huh. And so, it, like for instance, Kozilek, the Great Distortion is eight and a. Colorless mana, colorless mana, meaning that it's not from a colored source. Or so it, it's this, it's this weird like gold, diamond. Right? What's that? Or eight and two gold. Eight. <laughs> I'm well, just trying not, to figure out why it's so tricky. Because it's not really. A, I wouldn't call it another colored. It's not a colored mana. Like no, because those those two mana? symbols can be created by anything that creates colorless mana. It doesn't have to create a special. It doesn't have to be a wastes card to create that mana. Well, no, there's mirror pool. What's that? Mirror pool. Mirror pool, uh, it does Mirapool? create, yeah, it does create that, that one colorless mana. Gold. I wouldn't say colorless. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just wondering. And that's, what the, and that's the thing is like, what if I, I say like, yellow? Can I, I say like, yellow? Do you feel better? No, it's, it's not that it's, it's, uh, I, I, I feel like if these aren't very intuitive, I don't think it's actually, that's, and that's what kind of tips me off that this isn't a real thing, is that these aren't like the least intuitive things I've ever seen in my life. Like, so They're so convoluted, it makes no sense. So they've made uh, three fake cards. Right. That's right. That's I don't your, that's think. Your I, I, I still think they're fake. I, I think okay, they're, I, I think it's easy enough to see it as yellow or gold. Tops yeah, but the whole, the whole point is not to create a, a new color. Like, How is that the of, whole point? What do you mean, why is that? Because if they wanted to make another co- another colored mana, they would just make it a colored mana. They wouldn't go out of their way to make it a, a like, star like you know, what, color what color? What color? Huh? What color would they make it? They can make whatever fuck color they want. The whole point... Except as long as it's not gold or yellow. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter what color it is. I'm saying, like, the whole reason they're not... Dude, there's a whole... The whole reason they're not making a colored mana is because they're just not going to do that. Magic has five colors of mana. It's on the back of the card. That's never going to change. Like, that Deckmaster fucking back of a magic card will never change. Sure. It the can't ever change. Well, I mean, it can. It can. It can. It can't. Why can't it? They can't change that card because in draft... In any kind of draft, you're gonna have, you know, cards bare barefaced or barebacked cards or whatever, and you're not gonna be able to have cards that are of di- you know of different of different backings. In, in draft, the same reason- you're opening three packs of the same set. 
Right, but if, even in, in constructed, you can still play constructed without sleeves. Nothing in nothing in rule in magic rules say you have to wear you know have to have sleeves for your cards. Okay. They can't make they can't make cards that have different backs. So so okay so your case is that the front of this card can't be real because the mana symbol is not on the back of the card. No no I'm saying that's why they're not adding another colored mana because the back of the card can never change. So that that's the reason why it's not a yellow or a gold mana. That's the reason why they're making a special strictly colorless mana. That's my guess. If this is a real thing, that's why. Because they can never add a sixth color because they can't change the back of the card. So why wouldn't they just have Kozilek's casting cost at 10? Because they, they, this, because it's not... I think if they're creating a, a new restriction on mana, right, to make these colorless, these only colorless mana, eight, eight, like, you know, or, or ten circled is like ten generic mana, right? It doesn't matter. They could come from all green sources. Right, it doesn't like matter. Cool's 15 casting costs, yeah. Right, 15 could be, you can make, make them from any kind of colors you want. Yeah. But Kozilek the Great Distortion is eight and a, a waste mana, a waste mana. And that has to come from either a wastes basic land, from something like a mirror pool, or some other source that makes specifically that style of mana. Yeah. Or, I'm assuming if they're going to like, if they're going to um, go back and like, and post-date some of this stuff, they're going to say, like, any land that creates specifically a colorless mana on its own. Like I said, like the pain lands. Like create either... Like, uh, sure, yeah, th- yeah, that's a perfect example for Legacy. Or, like, one of the pain lands creates, you know, a green, a red mana, or, or, it will create, like, a single colorless mana. And that, I would assume that is a colorless mana source. But, like, if I had a basic forest, I could not use eight you know, I could not use ten basic forests to pay for this eight waste symbol, waste symbol. You know what I mean? That's my assumption. Um, because they, they can't change the back of the cards. Okay, I thought your <laughs> assumption was that these cards can't be real. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, I think, well, the whole reason, the whole reason I think these cards can't be real is because we've been talking about it for like fucking ten minutes now and still can't figure out how the fuck this works. Well, we like, just that's figured why, it out. I don't, right? I, I, I don't know. I think that it's very unintuitive. I'm not really a fan of it. Yeah, I hope well. it's just a battle for Zenikar thing. I hope it's not like a thing that sticks around. I think it's pretty intuitive. I just consider it gold mana. Whatever. <sighs> it's not gold mana, dude. <laughs> it's gold mana. Whatever. It's not gold mana. Okay. It's, it's not blue. <laughs> no, it's co- it's fucking strictly colorless. Imagine that. It's only colorless mana. So what's wrong with calling it gold? What's the difference? Because, <sighs> colorless mana comes out of City of Traders. I don't know that gold mana does. <laughs> Move on. Can we just move on, please? <laughs> the, the card itself is is pretty neat. Uh, Kozilek, the Great Distortion, is eight, a gold mana, gold mana, and legendary creature Eldrazi. When you cast Kozilek, the Great Distortion, if you have fewer than seven cards in hand, draw cards equal to the difference. It has Menace. Discard a card with converted mana cost X, counterspell with converted mana cost X, and it's a 12-12. Um, I guess. I don't know. Seems all right. Wow. Not very exciting. To uh, me. no, it, it's pretty exciting to me. Yeah. 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 This this mirror pool card. So That's the mirror pool is a is a, a land. Mirror pool enters the battlefield tapped. You can tap it to add a single waste gold symbol to your. Say gold. Add a gold mana <laughs> to your mana pool. <laughs> two two and a waste symbol. Two and a gold tap sack <laughs> tap. Sacrifice mirror pool. You're making uh, it more difficult for yourself. To don't call it gold. <laughs> Why? Because, not, because to give it a give it a to, to give, give it a, a name color. validates it. <laughs> no, to give it a color defeats the purpose of it being strictly colorless. Gold isn't a color. Gold, gold is, a metal. is absolutely gold is a color. Gold like, is a, metal. a box of crayons. I'm looking at a box of crayons right next to me, and there's a gold crayon in there. So because Crayola says so. Yes. Well, all right. I base all okay, I base all major life decisions on what Crayola says. Let's see. Uh, the periodic table of elements. Car. The periodic table of elements actually has gold, uh, but it doesn't have like water. Like you can make a combination, but there's no blue mana. There's no. What there's, the fuck are you talking about? You, you, you're saying you're saying gold is a color. I'm just saying gold is a metal. It, it is both. It's like saying orange. Orange is a fruit, and it's also a fucking color. Okay. So just you, so it's a color. So gold is a color. Uh, I never said it wasn't a color. I said these aren't gold mana symbols. Why not? Because it should be a money bag. A money bag? What are you talking about? <laughs> it's gold. It's gold. It adds two colorless, one gold. What does two colorless and one gold do? 
It, uh, you can tap, sacrifice, your <laughs> copy, target, instant, or sorcery spell you control. You may choose new targets for the copy. Four, and a waste col- uh, colorless land and tap. Sacrifice mirror pool. Put a token onto the battlefield that's a copy of target creature you control. So what's your impression? Um, I mean... Besides the fact that it's fake. If... <laughs> so since this whole segment is irrelevant because these are fake, um, I don't... So unless you have lands... So I guess if you're playing a deck, like like a deck that will run City of Traders that will make strictly colorless mana, if they work the way I think they work, um, then I guess that's fine if you really want to pay for tap and sacrifice a land that comes in tapped to copy a spell. Um, I don't know. I'm not really sold on that card. I don't think... I think the, the Kozilek card is probably um, playable in Legacy and, like, Sneak and Show build, or maybe... Uh, actually, I don't even think Mud can cheat it out, right? Because Mud has to pay for it. They just have mana accelerants. Kozilek? Yeah. Depends. I mean, it depends on, on how you how one acquires a gold mana symbol. I mean, if they do it by means of wastes... I mean, I'd be curious to see what other lands come out in it, too. Kozilek... Right. Uh, so when when you cast Kozilek, it's a trigger. So maybe maybe you end up using it in some sort of an Omni Show build. I mean, I I would Burning Wish for Living Wish and Living Wish for Ulamog to blow shit up if I needed to when I was playing Burning Wish Omni Show. Yep. Um, like initially just looking at Mirror Pool, I'm actually curious. I'd be curious to see what Evan thinks about it from uh, Team Tusk because here's if it's if you only get uh, gold mana from basic wastes or. Right. From the mirror pool. Like, I'm curious to see what else they come out with, because they're gonna want to do things that, you know, are playable in every format, from EDH to Legacy to Modern to, you know, if, if, if using these, uh, gold mana symbols are, they, they need to resource them. You know, so if it's just the basic land wastes in a mirror pool, I'd be curious to see what else they do. There's probably gonna be artifacts, they're gonna do shit with it, you know? Yeah, like, like, like there could be a really powerful spell that's like a single black and a, and say a quote unquote gold symbol. Sure, they you know might, I mean? so yeah, like, they might do something like Instead of being like, that. like a black and three colorless, they're going to make it a little tougher to cast if you're, you know, making sure you're restricting that mana to what is essentially like a second color of mana, right? Yeah, so, I mean, so originally, just looking at Mirror Pool, I'm actually curious what Evan would think because I'm curious if it's a 12-post playable card. Uh, 12 posts use a lot of Cloud Post, Glimmer Post, City of Traders, stuff like that. Um, they'll cast Show and Tell, which could be worth copying. Uh, probably not. I mean, it depends what they have for, like, beefy stuff in their hand, but the other thing that I'd be kind of curious about is with four mana and a gold symbol, copying, sacrificing this to put a token on the battlefield that's a copy of a primeval titan that you just put into play, and just absolutely ramping lands out. I mean, the thing with 12 posts, it seems to be, if you get a primeval titan in play, you win. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can attest to that. I definitely lose when they get a prime time out. You get some. You get some. Like, it's it's really cute with like show and tell. Uh, somebody show and tells in Emrakul and twelve post can put in primeval titan and get a Caracas. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just awesome. <laughs> like fuck off, buddy. <laughs> or like you know they'll 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 uh, show and tell their own primeval titan. You know, against certain decks, and if they need to pull out a maze of it, or like, it's just, yeah, it's really interesting. I'm curious. I'm curious to see as time goes on if Mirror Pool can fit into Twelve Post. Um, I mean, I that's, mean, it, that's based off the premise that these three cards are actually legit, right? I mean, <laughs> doesn't that seem kind of expensive though to be paying essentially five mana to, to and, and a tap, a, a you know something that already comes in tap to be doing that effect? Yeah, okay. I mean, what's like what's Primeval Titan four colors and two green? Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, maybe. Uh, I sure. think it's four colors, two green. So this is only one colored mana cheaper by doing it with a mirror pool, um, which is probably irrelevant because you've already got lands out with prime time. Like that's that's right. kind of why I'm thinking it's probably irrelevant. But I'd be curious to see. Like th- that's the only thing I can think of where you want to put a token on the battlefield that's a copy of a creature. You so control. you mean like kind of like in a win more situation where like you you cast prime time, search up mirror pool, play it tapped. Next turn, copy, copy, uh, you know, sacrifice mirror pool, copy prime time, something like that. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess my my first thought is if you're gonna put a token on the battlefield that's a copy of a creature you control, and acknowledging that it's legacy, what are the creatures that are worth targeting? Obviously, nothing that's a legend. Right. So you're not gonna do anything with <laughs> Grizzlebrand, Emrakul, Kozilek. Right. Right. Uh, so, like, what's another creature worth targeting? Um. Primeval Titan. 
Mm-hmm. Like, if, I guess if you get to five mana, you could copy uh, Dark Confidant, or uh, uh, I don't. It's just. Uh, I mean, try, I'm trying to figure Tarmogo- out Tarmogoyf. I guess like it yeah, seems like a lot of work though, because Tarmogoyf's only two mana. Yeah. Um, why would yeah? Um, so it's like, just trying to figure out like what would the valid targets that you'd want to copy be. And, yeah. and my first thought is Primeval Titan. Um, Maybe another uh, Gurmag Angler. <laughs> no, no. I mean, my my other thoughts would go towards like. Mud. Yeah, yeah, where, yeah. Where you'd actually copy... Um, where, like, you don't mind the colorless mana to begin with kind of thing? Well, it's going to be something that can actually get away with playing a waste. Yep. You know, or, or something that can utilize that somehow. And my thoughts are, like, 12 post. And, and like, what are, the, what are the creatures worth copying? So 12 post, and you could copy Primeval Titan or Mud, and you could copy um, or whatever the hell the thing is that, like, taxes non-artifact spells. Uh, or, or just any crazy thing. I mean, you can yeah. copy... It'd just be curious. I'm curious to see, as time goes on, if it gets any relevance. Um, if these are, yeah, if these are real, I mean, I definitely will want clarification as to how this new waste mana works. Um, it just works like colored mana, dude. Just like gold. Yeah, but but yeah, but yeah, the thing is is that existing cards would... Exi- like, if existing cards create... Like, for instance, if I have a wasteland... <laughs> so this is going to sound stupid. If I have a Tempest Wasteland <laughs> and... That creates a colorless mana on its own. Yeah. So does that also count as a wastes mana? No, I don't no. know. No. I don't know. Why I, would I don't think so. It's, Why would it? It's because it's strictly color. That's what I'm saying. Like it's strictly colorless. Like if I have a basic forest and t- it taps for green, it doesn't also tap for a colorless mana. It will sure only it tap does. for colored mana. No, uh, it only not? taps for green. A forest will only produce green mana. A forest will never produce colorless mana. A forest will satisfy a colorless casting cost. It it will satisfy a, a generic colorless casting cost, yes, but it would not satisfy a waste casting cost. Right. That's my point. Yeah. But like, but like, uh, any any land that that does like City of Traders produces two actual colorless mana, not never colored actual colorless mana. Yeah. I think that would satisfy a waste casting cost. I don't think so. Yeah, I think that's where we differ. I think it would. Because I think that's then the that's just the, that then that's them. the only need, that's that's the only land you need to cast Kozilek. Well, a city of traders. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I I've never seen any sort of land that taps to well aside like a Mystic Gate. There's no land that will just produce two specifics on its own. Like Mystic Gate will produce two blue, but you have to put a white into it. You know what I mean? Like no, filter, I, don't, I don't. You ever I, see the filter lands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. Yeah. I know what you're talking about for there. So you're, yeah. But I'm just, yeah. Like I don't. That's I think that's I'd, a powerful effect to go. Well, this one land will give me fucking two green. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's happening. Yeah. No, no. But I, I think. But do you know what I'm saying? Like the, the, oh, you know, anything that produces a colorless mana would be. You'd have to have two copies of that to to put out Kozilek or one city of traders. I don't know. It's. No, it wouldn't have its own symbol. I think it's I think it's got its own symbol for that purpose. The same. No, I think it has its own same. symbol because right now any like right now like any you know, Kozilek has eight circled around it, so that's eight eight mana of any color, and then there's also requires two colorless mana. You know what I'm saying? Like colorless is is going to be a thing, you and I'm assuming this is only for. You're gonna I'm, say gold. You're saying colorless twice. It's getting loopy. It is, it is getting, and it, that's why I'm saying, like, it doesn't seem very intuitive to me. Well, and, like, I don't like calling gold. it, I don't like, like calling it gold mana because, I don't like calling it gold mana because if this set is meant to interact with other sets, like, I think that something like City of Traders would have to, would also satisfy that colorless mana. You know what I mean? Like as I said, basically. As would the pain lands, as would, like, right. I mean, that's like, like, like a, like a volcanic island will never produce a colorless mana. It won't ever satisfy the, the, it requirement. won't ever satisfy a gold requirement. <laughs> Anyway, moving on. <laughs> I just thought that was uh we probably just spent, you know, a half hour talking about something that's not an actual card, so these are th- I think they're three actual cards and I think, think it's, so? I think it's a lot more intuitive than you're making it out to be. No. Or maybe I, it's I, not intuitive I, for you. I don't know, man. I, I don't agree. I think if, I don't, I think I, if I, you I, started calling it gold and stopped calling it colorless, it would start to make sense to you. No, it makes it <laughs> it makes perfect sense to me the way I think of it. I'm saying, like, to call it another color, I think I think that money's the water. Well, yeah. then don't call it a color. Call it a metal. Call it titanium. Two titaniums and eight. You can guess Kozilek. 
Where's Jerry? I need a, I need a second opinion. I need a second opinion on this. He'll just tell you to invest in the metal. He will. <laughs> Uzbekistani gold, right? Oh, jeez. Argentinian silver and Uzbekistani gold. But. Eight colorless and two Uzbeki gold, and you could fucking... <laughs> and then you can have Kozilek, like Great Distortion. I guess there have been, like, a lot of, like, people looking up this artwork um, on various websites, and they can't find this artwork published online anywhere, and that's usually a giveaway that this is actual magic. These are actual magic cards, and you can't find the art anywhere else. So, I mean, I guess there's a chance that these are real, but, like I said, until I see something from Wizards, I'm going to assume that they're not real, and that we just spent a lot of time mentally masturbating, which is... Not very fun. Well, well, I mean, after you got to go physically first, right? I mean, there, <laughs> there was a post on the Facebook group earlier. Right, first thing I did is grab myself like an excited thirteen-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, oh my God, Jesus Christ! Of course, that's what happens. But whatever. <laughs> whatever. I didn't see any term results that were really worth talking about. I don't know if you saw anything that was that piqued your interest, but I don't. There wasn't anything major going on this past week. Um, it was just uh pr- like the premier IQ in Philadelphia on the seventh, but I, I think we might have already we didn't talk about it. I mean, then there was a reason. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I'll go over the list the list real quick. It was Grixis Delver in first, four color Deathblade in second, Del uh, Grixis Delver in third, Mud in fourth. Actually, that's kind of neat. Mud in fourth, uh, Rug Delver in fifth, Pun- Punishing Jund in sixth. Infect in seventh and elves in eighth. And top sixteen, let's see, elves, sneak and show, reanimator, elves, mono red sneak attack, miracles, reanimator, and another Grixis Delver. Um nothing interesting to see these reanimator lists. I know the last reanimator list we looked at was kind of cool with the uh, it had like the red splash in it. Um mm, Careful study. Uh, that looks fairly so. Normal. So, on my mind recently, and just looking at like elf decks, there was an elf that people thought might see play that I haven't seen yet. It was well, like when, when it comes into play, your opponent loses life equal to the number of elves you control, or something. Oh, that was the one from um from so, Origins, right? Was it Origins or was it the uh, one after? Was it like Shaman of the Wild Hunt or some shit? Uh, yeah, Shaman of the Pack, right? Shaman of the Pack, maybe. I believe that was Origins. Let me check that out. One second. I think it was one, a green and a red, maybe? Or a green and a black? No one wants to hear me look it up. Okay, Shaman of the Pack. Nobody wants one. to realize Pat's human. <laughs> <laughs> one, one black and green for a creature elf shaman. When Shaman of the Pack enters the battlefield, target opponent loses life equal to the number of elves you control, and that is a 3-2. So I have, I, I remember um, shortly after Origins came out, there were some lists that were running it. Are there, were there any from this last, uh, this last event that were, that no, were running it? No, elf decks seem to have uh, just not been interested in them. Yeah, I don't see it in the 8th place deck. Let's see, 9th place... Nope, not there, and... 12th place. Three lists in the top 16 of elves. That's pretty uh, interesting. No, doesn't look like it's in here. All three lists, none of, none of them have it. Um, three red bastards. I didn't check the I didn't check the, the boards, but maybe they're maybe they're throwing them in the sideboard? I don't know. No, no not there either. Yeah, no, no, I think without any consistently good way to just keep blinking them. It just didn't seem uh, useful. Can't you blink them with uh, the wirewood to be up? Yep. Hmm. You just have to cast them again. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't even see them in the sideboards here, actually. I know they did make a little bit of a splash. They were here and there in lists, like, shortly after uh, Origins came out, but maybe they just felt like, I don't know, maybe they liked whatever they had instead of it. They didn't want to lose their Finthorn Elves. And I didn't see anything under, let me check the other deck database. I I didn't see anything that was major that happened. I saw the... The EE three deck lists went up on MTG Top Eight, which is cool. Um, that was uh, this is from back in October, but it was Blue Red Delver in first, um, Elves in second, Bant in third, Reanimator in fourth, Elves in fifth, Ainer in fifth. I'm sorry, in sixth, uh, Epic Storm in seventh, and Blue Red Delver again in eighth. 
But I think that was actually a Grixis Delver list, the final so, Oh, no, that was blue-red. So I think Grixis took down first. Are you playing, and you're, when you're doing blue-red, I know you're just slapping Grixis together. Uh, are you playing Eidolon of the Great Revel? No. No. Any reason? Um, because, well, in blue-red Delver? Yeah, in your deck. Yeah, so I wasn't playing it in blue-red Delver because I felt like um, the effects weren't symmetrical enough. Like, in, in like, Burn, it's a great card because um, you there's so much there's so much uh, reach built in your deck that it's okay to be taking damage from your own Eidolon because your opponent's going to be taking just as much damage. Um, but with, uh, with Blue-Red Delver, it's not as fast as a Burn list. And so, like, if I'm trying to play, like, if I'm trying to play Delver, and then I'm trying to play, you know, um, Swift Spear, and I'm trying to play, um, Young Pyromancer, like, I guess, I guess if you pulled out all the Young Pyromancers and put in four Eidolons, like, that's probably the only, pl- the only way I'd play it. Um, but, like, there's so many cantrips in the deck that aren't doing damage to your opponent, it doesn't seem like it makes sense to have it, um, in, uh, in your list, you know what I'm saying? Not really. Like, I just sent you a link. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I have them. Um, all the lists that I that I looked at when I was still playing this deck mm-hmm. uh, didn't really have them. In, didn't have them in there. Um, no, I actually. It's, it's going to mean like somebody playing a Swords to Plowshares to remove your Delver is going to take two to do it. Yeah, but no one's going to. Yeah, but I mean, they're probably just going to wait it out, right? Like. Well, no. Think of this. Even even like the Monastery Miracles deck. How mm-hmm. many times do they want to cast top? Right. They're going to die trying a combo. Yeah. Just. Uh, uh, yeah, but they're going to terminus before they do that anyway. They don't uh, care. They're they're going to terminus before they before they start going off their mentor. You're going to hope so. I mean, you get enough. You get enough. Uh, like, to stop them. Like I think you realize playing, you know you know you. I can't think playing st- I think playing Eidolon of the Great Rebel because this list has Eidolon and Young Pyromancer in the same list. I think that's a terrible. Like, that's terrible together because like yeah, great. You're doing a great job creating a bunch of one like one ones, but every single time you are you're. You're dealing yourself two damage. Like all of your, all of your spells, like your brainstorms, your probes, your bolts, your ponders, your day, like all those are going to deal two damage to you. I don't, I really don't like that in this list. You don't have to cast them. You can just attack with Eidolon. As soon as they remove it, start blasting with the one drops you've been sa- you've been sandbagging in your hand. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, I, I don't know. It seemed to me like like suddenly they sorts the plowshares your Eidolon. You're like, okay, chain lightning, lightning bolt, lightning bolt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Now yeah. I just made a bunch of no, environmental tokens. This this list is much more like counter burn anyway that I'm looking at because they're actually running yeah. two fire blast main. Mm-hmm. So that and that's not something I ever did. I never even had fire blast in the sideboard of this deck. Um, just because like sacrificing two mountains is just not something you want to do in this well, deck. That's, yeah, that's what blue red delver always was. It was it was masquer- It was a masquerading burn deck. Hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't anything other. Like it that's, just. It would unload its hand, try to counterspell, protect Delver, but burn face. That's really interesting because I wonder if I know I was looking for something to put in the um, in the spot of um, vapor snag. Dig, no, dig through time. <laughs> when dig through time got banned. Yeah. Actually, Eidolon may, may have been cool. Like if I took out, if I put in four Eidolon for the like you know because I had four, I had like three dig through times. If I took out, if I put in like three Eidolons there, and then took out like two of my Pyromancers and played two Fire Blasts in the place of them, that'd be an interesting list, I guess. I mean, I would probably play that. Uh, let's see what else they have here. This is, is this a deck that actually, uh, oh, this is just like the, the sample deck, right? So. This is just a, yeah, this is just the Blue Red Delver deck. I was just looking at MT. Oh, okay, it was in a daily, it went 4 0 in a daily, I see. Yeah. It's just a Blue Red Delver deck from online. Hmm. That is interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know if uh what I was actually looking up was just online seeing what um what's getting a lot of play online. And oh, it's okay. Big Miracles, Shardless Bug, Ant. I can't see playing fucking Ant online. Ugh, no. Too much clicking, like, right? Like Well, I'll, I'll fuck around online with like different, I mean, like tin fins and shit, but that's, yeah. it usually just it's usually just pissing off my opponent because I'm doing <laughs> 75 fucking things. Nobody gets. Do you play Moto? Like, do you still play Moto once in a while, or? Um, no. No. No, I don't. Uh, I actually don't have a Moto account. Oh, I used to play more often than I do, but now I actually probably haven't fired up Moto in like a couple months since I started playing Legacy. I basically haven't even played any Moto. 
I started, I started up an MTGO account a while ago, and like, I don't know, I had to fucking install some software or some shit, and like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it never... It never, never called it, to you? It wasn't, it just, wasn't like, don't blame me? No, it never appealed. Like, yeah. it's really, I mean, part of what I enjoy about Legacy is really interacting with people. Yeah, like, I, totally, I, I totally agree. 100%. I, like, if it's, um, what hell was that, acting? Mm-hmm. Like... I would. Rather, I'm, I'm saying yes, like I know where you were, but I, I, I would rather fucking drive up to Acton and hang out with some people, yeah, than like fire up my computer and I don't know play Magic with no pants or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. Like, I mean, part of this, some of the stuff that I like is being able to actually like physically have the cards in my hand and play that way because for me that's nostalgic and that is sure. There's that. What, I mean, yeah, it, what I really enjoy with the game. Yeah, I just people like, is like second to that, but like, yeah, I I agree. I definitely prefer playing live Magic than playing online. I just like meeting live people. Yeah. Like, see see somebody, you know, how's how's married life now treating you? You know, it's just like that's there's there's connections that just uh, eh, I don't get online. I mean, it's kind of cool. I've I've met some cool people online, but it's not it's not interpersonal. Yeah, I don't even talk to my opponents online. Okay. I don't even know. Not like, not like because I don't like them. I just don't talk to them. You well, know? sure. Yeah. I mean, like this. Yeah. So it's just it's a different it's a different thing, and it's cool. Whatever people want to get into. I mean, sometimes you live in some remote place and you don't have legacy events that fire, so you gotta mm. do what you gotta do. You know. I just uh, I we're freaking lucky as hell, and oh, yeah. uh, I just it was cool being able to go up there and. uh See some people. That's even hanging out with like six people at the same time. I don't know what the, if there's a lobby chat room thing with MTGO, but it's um it's different too. And you know you sense it in between rounds when like you and a few guys go outside, smoke a cigarette, fucking vape, do whatever. Yeah. It's just uh there's I think there's more to magic than the game being played. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. So anyway, so what else? What else, Patrick? I don't know, man. I didn't have a lot to talk about today. Um, hoping to go up, like I said, hoping to go up to acting this weekend. I know I won't be able to make it to uh, TE on Sunday, but try to at least get up to acting on Friday and Saturday, one of those days. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to make it to TE this Sunday. I still, I don't think so. No, I, uh, I still got to... I, I'm, I'm now like just assessing resources, just resource management. Yeah. You know, which is a big part of magic, but a big part of what I'm trying to just do at the moment anyway. Like I was yep. so tempted, I'm up there, and I'm looking, I'm like, well, they got wastelands, they got force of wills, maybe I just finish Merfolk tonight. Ah, <laughs> uh, the mortgage payment's due in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Son of a bitch. Uh, yeah. Let me, let me just, let me just see. Maybe I'll just yeah. wait. Maybe I'll see. And of course, I'm still. It's uh. Yeah, I'm in no rush to pick them up. So yeah, I, c- I can wait until they find the cards at a good price or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's all sometimes it's like acquiring cards all about the slow game. I mean, I've been wanting to put together Grixis forever, and I finally have it together now, just from like being able to acquire what I can, when I can, when it's you know when it's opportunistic for me, when I can find the cards cheap, you know, when I have the Puka points or whatever the case is. But, now, do you still have Burn? Uh, I have Burn except for. The goblin guides. I, I got yeah, I got rid of the goblin guides. Um, but other than that, I I mean that's like like eighty bucks for four of them, so it's like not a big deal. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's cheap money. I could I could put together burn if I wanted to tomorrow. No, I'm just trying to think now that you've got Grixis together. How many? How many? What's your what decks does your collection lend yourself to? So, so like I could do Grixis. Grixis I could do, Grixis, I could do yeah, blue red. I could do burn. Um. I could put together like I could put together a rug uh, if I wanted to spring for the goifs. That's it. Yeah, let's talk about some prices a little bit. All right. Because like this is one of the things I was thinking about, noticing and looking up and all that shit. Because you know, part, part of part of my thing is like resource management. You know? Yeah. And, and it's it's a big part of legacy. It's a big part of building a legacy deck. Mm-hmm. You know. So I'm I'm up at this store and I'm looking at Force of Wills and they got Force of Wills and Wastelands. And I acknowledge the price of Force of Will. Yeah. Um, and then as I look them up, kind of interesting. 
what's that, like 30%? Yeah, 30% reduction from English to French. So do I give a shit if my force of will is French? Of course not. No, so $80 force of will if it's French. I could be content with that. Yeah. $80 force of will if it's Italian. I could be content with that. So, so part of like looking around, I don't know, looking up for force of wills that are just fucking reasonably priced. I don't give a shit about fucking language. I barely care about condition, really. <laughs> so yeah, to me, like, as long as it's like MP or better, I don't really care. I don't give a shit if it's MP or better, as long as the price is fucking related to the condition. Yeah, totally. As long as it's playable. If I can stick it in a sleeve, it's legal, and the price matches the condition, I'm fucking fine with it. I'm 100% on board with that. So, so I can, I can wait, shop around, it's not like I need the card tomorrow. I'm not, I'm not planning on going to play the Pro Tour and leaving with 50k, so, <laughs> it's not a big fucking deal. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so, still looking around for Force Wheels and Wastelands, and I think Wastelands, uh, hmm, I wonder if these Waste Basics are gonna make any, like, crazy speculation jumps. I, I don't know, the impact on standard of wasteland like could be fucking nothing could be something i have no fucking idea right now standard is pretty like their mana base is pretty greedy like i i can i can imagine and and of course you know as far as i like when i so when i was doing merfolk and modern i'd replace wastelands with ghost quarters yeah because it was good against tron and i don't really fucking care like it's modern i'm not terribly invested i'm just swapping my legacy deck some cards over and fucking playing if mm-hmm. i felt like it um but i would be curious to see if they would actually reprint wasteland with these uh so if i mean if they have waste as basic i'm i'm wondering if they would reprint something different than a wasteland like Instead of adding one colorless mana to your mana pool, adding one gold to your mana pool. Because I'm going to keep calling it gold. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fine. You can call it whatever you want. <laughs> There's actually a... I was just looking at uh, while you were away. Um, I threw a link up on you for t- on Twitter. Uh, do you remember what the great designer search was? Do you recall what that is? What that was? I remember the you design a card thing that they did as far as like a community type thing. Yeah, the, the great designer search was uh, done by Watsi. They did it for two years. Uh, they were looking for essentially the next person who could be on their R&D team. And one of the people who was really well known for doing it was John Laux. John oh, Laux. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so John Laux, um, one of his submissions, actually, you know what, let me read it to you real quick. One of his submissions was actually this exact mechanic. Um, it was... <clears throat> Let me pull it up, and I'll be able to read it to everyone. So he used um, his uh, first card was being from below. It was four and an at symbol. So imagine this at symbol is the waste symbol that we've been talking about. Um, it can only be paid with colorless mana. Um, so, and actually, all the comments from the other designers were like, from the other people in R and D, were, "Wow, this is really amazing." You know, it's neither. You know, you basically worked in a sixth kind of mana that's backwards compatible, um, that doesn't like disrupt, uh, disrupt the, you know, the, the history of the game or whatever. So, I mean, John Lauchs did this in, let's see, this was 2011 that it was submitted. So, I'm interested. I mean, it seemed like it was shot down by most of the designers, including Mark Rosewater, who didn't seem to like it. But, uh, it made its way in, which is interesting. Um, I'm curious to see if it's something that will be, uh, Something that will be carried through other sets, or if it's something that's just a one-off for for you know for Zendikar, because it makes sense to have this colorless land with uh, I don't know if you're too much into the lore of the game, but with the way the Eldrazi are tearing through Zendikar right now, it makes sense to have this land that is devoid of any kind of colored. Oh, devoid! Mana. Look at how he mentioned devoid. Oh yeah, you know it's. Uh, Forgot that's a mechanic. It is. It's a. Uh, it's a thing, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that. I didn't realize John Lokes had designed that so long ago. Yeah, four years. That makes now, it uh, now he's not even Watts anymore. That makes that makes your point of producing colorless mana a little more interesting, <laughs> a little more considerable, I guess. Huh. I actually just saw that. I saw that link as you were gone, so I was like, oh, I'll just throw it up on because uh, Paulo pointed it out. And uh, I was like, oh, I had, so I, I linked you on to, to it on Twitter. 
because I figured it'd be interesting taking a look at it. Because it explains, it explains what I was talking about, but just a little bit more concisely, you know. But, I don't know. I don't know if I even like the mechanic, but we'll see. Well, I noticed in his article he called it gold. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy over here. So what do you got for top eights, then? Uh, you know what? I have, uh, let me think here. I got two scoops. Um, two scoops of raisins. Two scoops. First one's going to my buddy Luke. Um, I've known him, him and, him and my, uh, younger brother Eric were best friends, uh, from there, you know, from like first grade through now. And so I grew up, he was like, you know, lived right next door to me. I grew up with him. And, uh, he just got engaged to his girlfriend. They're off in Iceland right now and, they got engaged, and I want to scoop him in the top eight. It's very exciting for him. She's actually a really, really great girl, and they're they're good together. So, what's she doing in Iceland? Uh, they're just on vacation, taking a oh. trip. So, uh, scoop him in the top eight. And there was one more, but I can't remember what it is. So, I'm just gonna say that's it for me. Okay. What about you, man? Uh, I'm gonna scoop Kyle in for taking her in the fucking hour ride up to Acton with me. Nice. We even saw John Kerman up there. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a Friday night. He's like, well, I could either do a college party or come play FNM Legacy. He's <laughs> like, I voted for FNM Legacy. Oh, that kid's the best. I'm like, I'm like good, because college parties you could do on a Wednesday night, too. It's true. <laughs> like, FNM it's true. Legacy happens once a week. Uh, but, so, yeah, that, that was awesome. And uh, I got to see Jim and Ian, and that was, that was awesome. And Celso came up, so, like, fucking all them guys. And, uh... And you know what? Oh shit! I fucking got rid of it. Damn it! I, damn it! Um, yeah. And the fucking the dude that I played first round up at uh, FNM, because it was a storm mirror, and I fucking <laughs> played him in the past. He's a fucking awesome guy to play with, Will. Nice. And uh, very, it you know it, it's 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 kind of like a strange thing. I, storm Tess is faster than Ant. They, you know, they both function on hand disruption, but like, I, I, the way I consider it is like, you know, you play Ant and you're hoping to just catch people off guard and storm them out. Mm-hmm. And like, when you meet up against the faster storm deck, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it, it's a really awkward feeling, but like, the game was, the games was so fucking good round one and, and, uh, he was just, he's a really cool opponent. He's a really cool guy to play with. So that was, uh, yeah, scoop him into top eight because he's good. Awesome, and, dude. Yeah, and uh, and scooping in Pat, because Pat's fucking awesome. Now, all right, well, uh, if anyone wants to get a hold of us, they can email us, uh, leavingalegacymtg at gmail.com. Uh, find us on Facebook, Leaving a Legacy, or check us out on Twitter, at Pat Hugo, at JMEE3RD, or at MathMatrixter. Oh, why you go backwards with that? Um, that was just the way I wrote it down on my paper. <laughs> Oh, we'll edit that out. Uh, <laughs> at Matt the Trickster, at JN, the 3RD, and at Uglo. I never claim to be the best type of rapper, you have to show the motherfuckers what I'm after. I'm after the gold, then after that the platinum. Beef after that, Hurricane Chief packs the gas, son. Chigga bang bang, yo bust the slang with my name. It's the red man on the funk thing. Psych your motherfucking lights tonight, tonight. To do what I wanna do, to do it like dynamite. The word perfected, when the funk been ejected. I rough enough the rough draft to like make your head split. Huh? Past the 40 and the blunt and don't front on the block, cause when you do front, brother, you get the start. I'm not an addict, more like Puff the Magic. The pass it when I'm through, cause my crew got to I don't claim to be a big rap star, cause no matter who you are, you still catch a bullet scar. So listen up and take heed to what I'm saying, cause tonight's the night, and me and my niggas ain't playing.
Let me let my car and haircut, motherfucker. You wanna see me get cool? Please save it for the breeze, cause the lyrics and tracks make me funky like cottage cheese. Fuck the smooth shit, I get down with the boom. Built like you tip, I kick more styles than blue shoes. Kick. But tonight's tonight, what I write tonight is type of funk with the flavor like Mike and Knights. Hanging out with my niggas, my niggas. The pistol posse hit their fingers on the triggers. I keep the 40 between my lap, cooling, rolling down the highway. Blood system pumps, cause it's Friday. Roll over to pick my boys up. We raise a lot of noise, cause we can do that, black. So get the Bozak, Jack, we never. I do the type of evil that men do. Like cursing out my window at a bitch in the front, too. So turn the volume up a notch and watch the boom. Make your speakers pop. That's the funk when it pumps. It makes you rump, jump, 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 jump. But if you wanna see a fly but frantic, cool, romantic, more slicker than my man Rick, you better check the yellow pages under smooth shit. Cause red ain't down for the bullshit. Niggas fucked up by letting me make an album. How come to get on the mic and let my fucking style run?